0: The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. A bit of a different angle on Geelong Jail. We've had a number of segments with Geelong Jail and it's been all around the criminal aspect and the death sentence and these sorts of elements. But there is a whole other side to Geelong Jail and that is that it is quite an area of interest for people that, investigate the paranormal and ghosts and i tell you what you do get a bit of an interesting feel when you walk around the geelong jail so on the line to talk about it jody connell good morning thanks for being with us thanks
1: mitchell thanks for having me
0: so what's your role at geelong jail do you run the sort of paranormal um tours and that sort of thing yeah well
1: there's a few of us that um run paranormal uh investigations and I'm one of the guides there. I've been lucky enough to actually work in that location for over 10 years. So I've had quite a lot of experience down there at the jail.
0: Can I ask, what's your background and I suppose what got you interested in the paranormal?
1: Okay, so I'm actually a medium um, and then I lived in South Australia and I've sort of, you know, I've obviously seen spirits all my life sort of thing. Um, but then, I, yeah, I came to Melbourne to live and I went down there many years ago and did a tour. They used to run tours once a month back then. Um, yeah, did a tour and that sort of got me hooked on actually doing investigations. And so I become a paranormal investigator and using my mediumship.
0: So what did you think when you first walked into Geelong Jail? What was the sort of feeling compared to other environments that you might have looked at or investigated before?
1: It's very dense. Um, you know, you can go in there and it can be quite light. Um, but yeah, my very first experience, which was in the shower block, which is no longer there, unfortunately, um, because it's not part of the heritage listing, um, was, yeah, my very first experience in there, but it's very, um, Yeah, like I said, you can go in there and it can be quite light um, and, you know, but other times it's very dense. You can tell the sadness that's happened there and, yeah, it's just, it's like this heavy feeling, if you know what I mean. Like, it's very, it's hard to explain.
0: And what methods do you use to investigate
1: Um, So, we use um, all sorts of equipment. I always find, obviously, for me, my best tool is my body. Um, And then I love using a... Just a, it's just a little voice recorder, which you can buy actually, just from you know office works and stuff like that. Uh, I find that spirits, when you're talking and amongst yourselves and stuff, they like to come out and actually go over top, so you can go back with your voice recorder and listen to you know parts of the investigation. We have things like a k two metre, which is um, you use it to light up. When there's uh, frequencies around, you do have to be careful with those sorts of things that there's no electricity mm. that is causing them to go off, so no mobile phones. They all need to be switched off and put onto flight mode. Um, there's all different sorts of equipment that we use. There's things called REM pods. Um, yeah, there's lots of infrared cameras. It's really good to try and capture, like, you know, videos and photo- photographs
0: and stuff. So what happens if you've got your K2 meter, for example, and you're walking around and you've turned off all of your devices so you know it's not an interference issue, uh, does it peak in certain areas?
1: Well, it
0: depends if, obviously, a spirit's
1: around. Like, I could go into the same room on, you know, different nights and there'll be no activity whatsoever. Um, But, yeah, if there's activity around and spirit activity, they will then go off. And then we ask questions to try and, you know, like especially with, you know, doing tours, you ask questions like, you know, were you here in the 1800s, you know, 1850s, 1860s to try and get the responses. Are you male? Are you female? So there's all sorts of things that we go through to try and connect with the spirit and find out, you know, who they
0: were. What sorts of things have you heard?
1: I have heard lots of loud bangs. Um, You know, I've had growls come through. Um, Just recently before, like in between some of the lockdowns, I was actually on tour one night and we were up on the third floor and the door just flew open. And in the 10 years, I've never had anything with extreme force Push a door open. I've always heard doors like slam sharp, but I've never actually seen anything that was, like I said, with extreme force. Everybody on my tour, they just screamed and they were sort of then sitting on top of one another.
0: And how big are the tours? And I suppose what sort of people decide to go on a tour? Are they all people with a, a similar mindset to you about this sort of thing?
1: Yeah, there's. Like, it's it's quite interesting, you know. Like you get people that have come along that they just think, oh, it's just going to be all fun and all that sort of thing, and then you know things all happen, and they start getting scared. I've had people leave tours. I've had big burly men like come up to you know start the tour and get to the very front of the building, and then go to me. Oh no, um, my wife can stay here. I'm going to sit in the car. <laughs>
0: Um, so, <laughs> wow. Uh, do you run the tours? At, are they all at night or when, when's yeah, the best time? Um,
1: look, the reason why they probably run at night more than anything, I mean, spirits are around 24 hours a day. They don't just go away. But at night time, you know, you can see the equipment better, you know, lighting up and stuff like that. So, yeah, the jail runs the tours. They have like two-hour tours, three-hour tours, four-hour tours, um, and they normally run after the ghost tours, um, so like, yeah, from, normally from 10 o'clock onwards that they do them and they have other locations that they also um, go and
0: investigate as well. Do people stay the night as part of this? Because I've heard that uh, there is an option for some people. You can spend the night at Geelong Jail as a way of experiencing perhaps a people in a bygone era of experience. Is that part of it? And I suppose if you were spending the night there, that's when you may start to feel these sort of things happening.
1: Yes, we definitely do overnight um, tours. I mean, obviously, with the pandemic, it's been a bit hard to get all those sorts of things up and running. But yes, we definitely um, do overnight tours. They, it's, it's interesting. I've actually been in that building and not had anything happen till we were about to leave in the morning. Um, But, yeah, most of the time there's, you know, stuff going on left, right and centre and you're sort of chasing where you're hearing these bangings and sounds and stuff. For me, the most um, haunted location would be in the kitchen. I had a really bad experience there. Um, Well, it wasn't bad. It was just terrifying to me. And I never run out of buildings, but I actually ran out this night. And what happened? Um, I actually got groped like so I got um, hands touched all the way um, from the bottom of my feet all the way up my body and always say to people on to if that had happened in real life I'd actually have that person put up on charges it was very invasive and yeah the audio that we captured that night is just like total fear in my voice, but that happened like about eight years ago. But it's just one place in the jail that I will not go by myself.
0: Is there an actual ghost of the jail or spirits that seem to live there if that is a thing and they come back over and over again?
1: Yeah, there's quite a few. We have quite a few that are um, uh, like residents, I guess. Um, you know, whether that be that, you know, they're very comfortable, being in there, um, you know, or what I always say, like, you know, there's absolutely some beautiful spirits in there as well that, you know, it's not, all doom and gloom you know we've interacted with some absolute lovely spirits some people are just I don't like the word stuck I haven't found the perfect word for them yet but they or you know like I say to people people that are naughty will say naughty in this world don't go over to the nice world you know what I mean so they stay there and they recreate that same
0: effect. I see so if people were in the Geelong Jail because of criminal behavior and there's some pretty serious offenses that took place that led to people being there in the first place, uh, you think that may not necessarily translate into what they're like in the afterlife or as a spirit?
1: Yes, yes, that's correct. You know, like, so if you're doing the right thing, you'll be doing the right thing in the afterworld as well.
0: Now, I'd imagine there'd be people listening to this and you probably get them on your tours that are sceptical or saying, how can this happen and (laughs) I don't believe it. I mean, what do you say to people that are sceptical about it?
1: Well, the very first thing I say to them are sceptics are my (laughs) favourite because (laughs) I like to prove to them that, you know, there is such things there. So, you know, whether, it, you know, I put them, you know, in situations where, you know, like I've blindfolded people on tours, um, you know, taken away those senses, their natural senses and, you know, just stood outside a room and have put them in a room by themselves um, to get things to, you know, heighten their senses and stuff like that. So, yeah, I love to you'd be able to and I've had many like after leaving a tour at the jail go, okay, there's something there. I'm still not 100% or whatever, but there is something there. You know, a lot of shadows are being seen at the jail as well.
0: Hmm. So you have people that come on the tour and at the start they're saying, I'm just here for to see, you know, it might be a bit of entertainment, it's a bit amusing, or I don't really believe. And then uh, at the end of it, they've changed their perspective on the world. 100%. Yeah.
1: So well, it just depends, you know, on the person, like I said, well you know, if they're there for the, um, you know, the good times, the laughter, you know, all that sort of stuff, you know, or, you know, you get these people that are very blocked off that will have something happen to them and go, no, 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 even though they've, you know, 20 minutes ago have may have gone to you or it's very cold here or something, you know, that bang was right behind me, but they're still like, no, 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 but then, yeah, you get people that go, all right.
0: That well, is something. sounds absolutely fascinating. Um, I'm just wondering, why do you think it is that Geelong Jail is, I suppose, a more haunted environment or an environment that's more likely to have these spirits than just anywhere else in the world?
1: Oh, look, you know, it's a very old, um, like blue stone building that you know had the convicts come through, you know, from the ships. It's it's had a lot of different, um, what's the word, different things that it was used for over time, you know, when it had the industrial girls in there as well, um, you know, and they had the the block of just putting up the bricks and had the hardcore prisoners on one side and these young girls on the other side, you know, the armies used it, you know, there's been a lot of things and, you know, and even with the museum side of thing, I believe that, you know, a lot of the artefacts that are coming in through the museum have you know, I'm very big on like you know energy and stuff being a medium. So these artifacts are holding energy, so they're coming in as well. Does that make sense?
0: Mm. No, fa- yeah. Well, I mean, you see the artifacts in the the jail as you go, and like even um, there was a cabinet of all the weapons that have been used, and uh, some of the things you must associate with that or pick up from those would be very interesting indeed.
1: Yeah, well, I um one night, I actually seen a shadow on the wall. There's a um like a shiv sort of like that's got a hook on it sort of thing. Um, and I never even knew that, that that was in the cabinet at the time because they used to be inside the jail. Yes. And I seen this shadow on the wall and it was like only sort of from the torso up and I looked... Um, and I seen like it pointing and I thought it was just somebody pointing, but it had the little hook thing on it. And I was looking around everywhere because as an investigator, we try and still debunk, you know, is there a shadow from another investigator or a person or, you know, what's causing that? And it just disappeared. And it wasn't until later on. In that tour, like, you know, I think it was an overnight tour that we'd actually been doing. So it was, you know, some crazy hour of the morning, I walked past this cabinet and I'm like, oh, my God, that's what it was. And it was that like little
0: shiv thing with the hook. Well, thank you so much for being on the program. Appreciate it. You've probably got a lot of people very interested. And who knows, I might even come down there and do a, a ghost and spirits and paranormal tour myself when the uh, lockdowns are over. So appreciate you sharing the story very much.
1: You're welcome, and you're welcome to come down and visit us anytime, You just
0: Mitchell. might see Thanks me. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much, Jody Connell, there from Geelong Jail, with the sort of paranormal side of things, a bit different to some of the other conversations we've had uh, with them about the sort of more criminal history and the, the history of the death penalty, that sort of thing. The Mitchell's Front Page podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11.